Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. It's the Emo Social Club podcast. We talk about emo music, social music, club music, and everything in between. <laughs> just add music after everything we do and just say that's what we do yeah. on the podcast. Uh, yeah, we talk about emo music. We're here to to bring you some bands, some new bands, some friendly neighborhood bands, uh, different neighborhoods that we don't live in. Or have ever been uh, to. And have never been to. Uh, this is an episode with Goldview out of San Jose, California. The Bay Area. Yeah, very cool dudes. Just hanging, chilling, vibing, uh, seeing people who are wearing their merch on the street and being like, oh my God, which is fair. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's who we're talking to this episode. They're very nice, and you should listen to it. That's why you're here. That's why you tuned in. So you should listen to the whole thing. But before you do, and before you can, you gotta give us five stars. Did you know it doesn't play if you don't give us five stars? It's true. And you can still keep listening. Keep listening right now. But now is the time for you to go to your Spotify app. Go to your Apple Music app or Apple Podcast app. Go to your other apps and you go to the place on our page and you just go this is a five-star podcast you tell them now as soon as they know the rest of the episode plays no i'm not stalling why would you say i'm stalling so you could do that yeah i mean you have time right now like at, and same thing too though like you won't have to do it for the next episode afterwards it either if you go on apple music and you leave a review so we're actually helping you. We're giving you the time to go do it. We'll also, you know, this is installing. We'll just tell you uh, where else you can also find us if you choose to do that. Uh, we're also uh, on Instagram at Emo Social Club. And we're on Twitter and TikTok at X Emo Social Club X. You can find us on both of those. All three of them. You can find us on YouTube at Emo Social Club. You can watch the video version of this. We have so many ways for you to consume our media that you have literally no excuse. It is literally important to consume our media. No excuses. Mm -hmm. I hope that during this time you've gotten rated as five stars. We gave you so much time. Yeah, like there's so much time in between there for you to have done it by now that if you haven't, it's kind of fake. Yeah. Well, you know what? Let's keep going. Let's give them a couple more minutes. You can. Let's say. Let's say. You live in Chicago, right? You're a Chicago person or maybe Milwaukee. I don't know. You're close. Wherever you're near. Yeah. April 7th. Emo Night LA, Chicago. Subterranean. You could be there. Five stars is required for that too, but you've already done it. You have the time to do that. You right have now. the entry in. Isn't that crazy? Entry is ready for you. They don't rhyme. You should be there. April 7th, Subterranean in Chicago. Tickets are available right now. Don't biff don't, it. Don't biff. Go get. Don't biff. Otherwise, you're going to really miss a lot of unhinged sets by me and Brian and our friends. 
Yeah. Hopefully hinged enough, but unhinged also enough? Yeah, you know. Listen, will we play Fuel again? Probably not, but will we play Lifehouse? We don't know. Lifehouse might be on the menu for the next month. See? I think it's going to be on the menu for both floors. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see you there. And uh, I think this is enough time to have given you to get those five stars done. So I trust you. I believe in you. You are my friend. And that is why I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start the interview here by saying, here is our interview with Goldview. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new friends in Goldview. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast and hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for having us. Yep. What's up? It's Goldview. <laughs> uh, should I introduce our names? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I'm Nathan. I play bass in Goldview. I'm Trevor. I sing. Hell yeah. Uh, and you guys are in California, right? I, yeah, I put yeah. CA in all the Instagram posts. I'm like, ah, in California, yeah, California. Yep. But I also yep. recently Sound, thought somebody else like... was from California, and I'm like, wait a minute, might be wrong here. Maybe they're just a specific <laughs> time. So, yeah. Um, good. I was just in California, and it was raining. So, uh, you're welcome, well, I guess. <laughs> Brian brought it to to you guys. Yeah. It was raining two days ago pretty badly. Are you, you're not in the north uh, end of California, though. We are. Uh, we're from the Bay Area. We, yeah, gotcha. we are. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so you're, you're more used to it. Yeah, okay. No, I was in L.A., so I was, like, making fun of all my friends that moved to L.A., like, to get away from the Chicago <laughs> oh. weather. And I'm like, oh, that one sucked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, I guess it's raining in L.A. now. And they were they were pretty upset. <laughs> oh, my gotcha. God. Yeah, SoCal wasn't, wasn't that prepared for the storms that happened. There was, like... A lot about how they didn't have enough like to be able to catch all the water and use it in the reserves um because they just didn't have the infrastructure for it you guys are um based in the midwest right chicago yeah yeah cool it rains all the time we're just yeah it was raining <laughs> yesterday yeah just like a little sprinkle to keep us on our toes yeah got you you gotta do it um but yeah tell us about goldview tell us like you know a little bit about the band uh Let's just let's just let everybody know who you are as the band. All right, Trevor, you want to start? Or you want me? I was gonna have you take it away, <laughs> but right. sure. Um, so I guess the band started. I don't know. Everyone has like a little different story. For me, um, my brother and I were twins. We're both in the band. Um, I play bass, and my brother Newton plays guitar, but he's not in the interview right now. But I guess we started it back in like 2015, and then. We just went through like a bunch of different lineup changes and we changed the name to Goldview in 2018. So I guess you could just, uh, you could describe us like, I don't know, like alternative pop band. Like I, we try to blend rock and alternative. Um, our new music has a lot of synth in it. So I guess you could just say like alternative and uh, we're from the Bay Area. So represent the Bay <laughs> and we just want to, um, you know, have a good time making music. I was going to say, fun fact, uh, from the lore of the band, we used to be an easycore band. Uh, starts. <laughs> back, back in the day. We called Reach for Neptune originally. And we changed to Goldview. What made you guys transition out of easycore? I mean, for uh, me, I've always, like, I know this is, um, like, emo music, emo social club, so I always it's, listen. It fits. 
this. I'm, I'm, I, know, I listen to a lot, a lot of different music. My first favorite genres are like pop punk, alternative, emo, and stuff. But I've always like like synth music, and um, my favorite artist is Taylor Swift. So um, I don't know. I, yeah. I guess I saw I saw her in 2015 on the 1989 World Tour, and then I've always kind of felt like eventually I want to make synth music, but I didn't know how to get there. So I don't know. I, I think like the more you get into music, you just get very curious about trying different things and evolving and um we would just make whatever feels natural at the time or what we're influenced by so yeah it just felt natural moving to a different style yeah we were kind of i mean we were doing the easy core thing for a bit had one ep underneath the the easy core sound and then we ended up uh going to new jersey to work with uh nick from Man overboard and ace from the november and kind of just ended up all realizing that it wasn't really the sound we wanted to play anymore so we scrapped the original ep that we had like basically had all the songs down for and we completely rewrote all the songs and changed the sound and changed the band name and everything so it, it kind of just all happened very quickly <laughs> it was a it was a hard pivot it sounds like yeah i don't know like for me like it's funny because like the way I view music, I, I try to like, I'm trying to like make sure like everyone in the world listens to it and enjoy it. And I think that most people don't even know the term easy core. Like it comes up, but for me, it's kind of like, it, it's more like a subculture kind of thing. And if you're in like pop punk genre, you might not be aware of that. So for me, I'm just trying to make music like that we all enjoy. Uh, you know, I want to be like innovative and creative with the art we make. And, um, you know, goes out to the world, whoever listens to it, hopefully they can, uh, you know, enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my, I gotta ask about the Taylor Swift stuff though. Cause like, Oh yeah. yeah. Brian <laughs> is a Swift. I'm, I'm absolutely a Swiftie. I'm, I'm, I love Taylor Swift. So that Same. it obviously is interesting to me Third of just like, Oh, I guess, you know, my biggest influence is Taylor Swift. It's like, wait, what? Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people like in the, like, I don't know, like growing up in high school, I'm 26 now in high school. Like everyone walked around. They knew I was like a very big pop punk alternative kid. So like they made jokes about it, you know, like, I don't know, this is like 2013, 2014. It's like, I'm an identical twin. Right. And then they would call us like the pop punk twins, mm -hmm. which is like ironic and a little annoying, but you know, <laughs> um, I don't know. After I graduated, like 2014, I um, I just like dug back into like Taylor Swift like music, cause like everyone knew about her in like 2009, like you know when like Fearless first came out, mm -hmm. like Big Break and stuff. So I was like a casual listener, but then like as I dug into like Red, I really got into it, and then like it just grew from there, you know. Um, I don't know, I always tell people this like Taylor's like influence from like bands like Fall Out Boy. Jimmy World, Dashboard Confessional, those are like what three of the biggest emo bands. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you listen to like her songwriting style, like the way she plays like acoustic guitar, it's super similar. So I think that's why I'm into it. Like the songwriting is super similar. And um it just makes sense. Yeah, I think like when I was I'm old as fuck, so I'll just say that like but like at the time, uh when I was in high school, uh we were funny enough just talking about ashley simpson before we started recording <laughs> so um yeah. and like you know it was the time during like her married to pete wentz and and uh releasing her own music and it was like well that's jessica simpson's sister that's like pop music 
But then like her record came out and it was like pop punk. And I'm like, guys, it, it, it's kind of good. And everybody would give me shit. Like you're listening to Ashley Simpson. I'm like, cause it's good. Like that. There's, <laughs> there's no, there's no argument there. It's just good music. And I think like we've, we've now at least had enough time away to know that like there was a lot of pop, pop punk music at that time, like in the, in the early two thousands. So like, we shouldn't be hating on Taylor Swift as an artist. She grew up in the pop punk scene. Like, it's okay. Yeah, like, it's, it's funny. Like, for me, like, like I said, like, growing up, like, my favorite genre was, like, pop punk. I got into, like, All Time Low and Green Day in, like, 09, mm-hmm. which some people might be like, oh, dude, you're late, like, because Green Day's been around since, like, the 80s. But for me, like, as a younger kid, I got into that kind of genre, and it, I've always liked the pop side of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm too Taylor. I'm into Taylor, but yeah, I, I got tickets to the Eras tour. I'm seeing her in July, so I'm still yeah. too lucky. They spend they spend a lot of money on Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> I bet they did. It, it was insane. It's not the first time. It was insane getting those tickets. I think everyone knows that. It's wild. I remember looking at everything on like uh, Ticketmaster because I like I'm not a, I'm not a Swifty, but I'm a Jonas Brothers stan. So mm-hmm. when I tried to apply mm-hmm. for Verified Fan for their Broadway show, and I did not get any of it, which is very insulting, um, <laughs> oh. I was looking at, like, how much the tickets were, and it was, like, $192 before Ticketmaster fees for one seat. Wow. Jeez. And I was like, I'm trying to go to three nights of the... <laughs> Dude, I know, right? <laughs> I was yeah. not at any of them, very upsettingly, but it is very expensive. So when I saw some people, too... Um, being like, I'm selling my Taylor Swift ticket for like this much money, or they're like, oh, I had an extra one, and it's like, yeah. oh, it's six hundred dollars for the pit, and I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I just I got lucky buying it, like, cause I got in the queue. It took me like I think well the day it went on sale, like there was like a, a system crash, and then it delayed for like four hours, mm-hmm. and then once I got into like the waiting room and the queue, it was like maybe like near two hours until I got tickets, and then I bought it within like seconds, so. <laughs> It was just intense, and then the whole like legal stuff after that was, it was just insane. Don't worry, Robert Smith from the Cure is out here championing <laughs> Ticketmaster fees for us all. Yeah, it's it's great to me that the people who are most in charge of tickets at this time in our lives, like fixing Ticketmaster and getting these people to like play nice with consumers, is Swifties and Goths. That's just awesome. <laughs> Man, we can all come together under one umbrella. We don't have to be separate. We don't have to hate pop music. We can like The Cure and Taylor Swift. Trevor Trevor actually, uh, he did a couple Taylor Swift covers on his YouTube channel. Back, yeah, back in the day. What? Yeah. And then they had me cover. They had me cover Archer on Insta. But besides that, yeah, I don't really listen to Taylor Swift (laughs) that much. I like uh, if we're talking pop. I like Charlie X. Stuff like that. Okay, Queen. Like that. <laughs> See, I I just love pop music. I saw Charlie XX with Taylor on the Reputation Stadium tour yep. in like 2018. So for me, I'm just like, well, I like them both, Trevor. So <laughs> yeah, I know. These are all all these artists are very good, and all of them should be influenced over pop punk. So all I'm saying is, if you're out there right now and you're a pop fan, just be a pop fan. Write pop music as a person who you know also plays guitar i don't know you can do the same thing not yeah, a... you can all blend it together listen um travis barker brought back pop punk to the mainstream we have no yeah. genre lines yeah. anymore it seems yeah I, i've been listening to <laughs> pop all... punk is yeah. back in the mainstream yeah, yeah. I, I know this like a like an interview so i, I know you have the question set up 
But I was gonna say like I've been listening to a lot of like Elenium. Yep. So I'm into that as well. Uh, and we have questions, but but we we'll jump yeah. on everything because now I'm like, oh, yeah, let's talk EDM. Say, like, we we like let's to talk about we, EDM. We man. pivot around. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that's like the other thing is like the the pop music side, but then also like EDM blew up so much that it influenced like every other genre. And like, yeah. there's there's no way to avoid EDM in anything now. Like, every pop punk song has a synthesizer in it. So, we're 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 post genre now. Everybody just does everything, and that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of pop punk bands bringing back like the '80s sound mm-hmm. too, with that specific style of synth as well. Yeah. Which. Yeah, I I think a lot of people, if they hear like our stuff, like they're gonna label uh, as pop punk, like especially like our earlier stuff like we have like a couple eps out yeah but i guess i if you listen to the newer stuff like we just put out the ep chapters of an open heart and i guess you could say some of the stuff on this just like pop rock and pop i don't know it's weird i I don't like to label it but at the same time (laughs) it's like you can't you can't avoid it so i'll just go whatever whatever someone wants to call it like all right you know (laughs) I mean, like, you still are, like, you collabed with a lot of more traditionally, like, quote-unquote, traditionally, like, emo artists. Like, you, mm-hmm. you worked with, like, Early November and Man Overboard um, and, like, all these other producers who have, like, worked with, like, these bigger emo and pop-punk acts. So it's not like you guys are straying too far from it, but yeah. how did you yeah. come into, like, the fold to be able to collaborate with them? Um, So on this most recent project, and honestly, the last two, we work with our producer, Sam Pira. He worked on bands like The Story So Far, Basement, um, Forever Came Calling, those kind of bands. Um, but back in like 2018, um, it's pretty. It was pretty easy. Like Nick from Miano just chatted us on Facebook, saying, "Hey, I checked out your music. Do you want to go work with us?" And then um, I grew up listening to Man Overboard, like one of my favorite bands. Um, I like the early November too. And so we worked with them in 2018, and that was really cool. Did like a five song EP. And then you know Sam Pierce from the Bay Area, so like. Um, in 2019, you know, we went to Panda Studios doing like a cover and it was a census fail cover. So if anyone likes census fail, you can check that out on Spotify. Um, yeah, it was a tribute album. Yeah. Just hang out with Sam. And then he was like, yo, like, let's make some new music together. So then we did like a three song EP with Sam. And like, it's funny. Like when I first met Sam, I was, I was kind of arrogant. Like, I feel like a lot of people into alternative music, you, they have like these boundaries so, like, I saw this sticker at Panda Studios, like, an all-time low sticker, and they're kind of more of a, on the popular side of pop punk. And then Sam was just listening to, like, the 1975. Um, and I'm like, dude, like, this guy loves, like, all music. So it wasn't just, like, strictly, like, metal or hardcore or pop punk, whatever. It was just, like, like he loves pop music. He's just trying to make, like, the best song he could, like, no whatever genre it is. Like, he's just trying to make the best. And, like, his top influence is Max Martin. And I love Max Martin. Yep. He worked on, like, Britney Spears. Um pretty sure NSYNC, you know, Taylor Swift, Avril Lavigne, um, any big pop song you can think of, Katy Perry. So it's like, when we met Sam and like talked about music, we were just like intertwined with that. So anyway, going back to like um, Nick and Ace, like we worked on our 2020 project with them. They're like, yo, come back to the Lumberyard. That was like the studio name at the time. And uh, we already built that relationship in 2018 and it just felt natural. So we went back to record there. Um, but then Sam's like, Hey, if you're going back there, I kind of want to hop on this project. Like, let's make some music together. We can all collaborate. Like in pop music, they have like multiple producers just trying to get the best song out of it. So, you know, we just kind of collaborated all together. And then, um, 
just kind of like went from there, you know? Yeah. And it started in 2020 and we released it in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The songs have just been through like a weird journey, like through time, but it, I think it kind of takes time to just get the best song out of it or the best songs. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's interesting that now they're, I guess the songs are three years old. I mean, I know sometimes like they're written before you go into the studio. So it's like maybe they're yeah. five years old or older yeah. than that. But like, uh, what's it been like to to sit on these songs that you've worked on for that long and be like, well, they're out now. Agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Well, for me, I've music, like there's so much you can do with it. And I've always wanted to put out songs that go hand in hand with like some kind of visual, like music videos. Um, I'm very inspired by like Angels and Airwaves. Like I love Tom DeLonge. Um, Blink One Eight Two is like my favorite band, and then Angels and Airwaves is like this. There's been certain moments where I, I like Angels more than Blink. It goes back and forth. But you know, the whole thing Tom does is like he tries to put out music with like you know, films or videos and the whole like visual aspect of it. So for the past couple of years we've like filmed music videos for these songs and you know getting artwork done and trying to see like what fits what doesn't fit and um the most important is the music like just the mixing process like a lot of listeners i don't know if they're like interested in that stuff like the production and mixing stages of the songs is like super fun you could like do so much creatively and uh, yeah we went through a lot it just <laughs> takes the... time to change from the the regular mixes to the masters and stuff so went through a lot of changes but like it was all for the better i'm just happy they're out now because um, like uh now people can yeah. just listen to it and like just enjoy yeah it. yeah when you've got now when you oh. when, well <laughs> i'm gonna ask this about production while we're on it there you go, um, yeah. when you're uh, sitting on a song for three years right like and you go and you record it like maybe the beginning of 2020 and then you're like okay we're yeah. waiting on it like it's still there but maybe i go back and i record that that one thing different you know like you go back to the studio you're like i could i could do that better i think this would actually be a better part for that is there anything like that that happened in that time where you're like i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna do this differently oh for sure um there, yeah <laughs> there was one iconic thing um so like there was this like, guitar thing that our guitar player newton has always been interested in like I, I can't describe it like here I'll give like the lazy explanation because I can't think of a better example but like this is like guitar thing that like Angels and Airways does like Tom DeLonge um it's not like like for guitar players it's not like a palm mute delay it's not like anything like that but you do use a delay function I think but it's kind of more like staggered out um anyway it was like this cool stylish thing right where like Newton always wanted to do something like that but I don't think we did it in 2020 and then after like a year of the pandemic, we went back to like get the songs like, you know, mix and stuff with Sam and how we how he works is like we go into like the studio and we kind of sit through there and listen to it together and figure out what we want to do with it. But Newton's like, hey, I think it'd be cool if we add this guitar thing. Like I didn't add it last time, but you think we could try it out? And then Sam got into like this like artistic zone. I can't explain <laughs> it. It's like, I don't know if you ever see like a magician or an artist like in the their zone mm -hmm. and they just it's like they're like in tunnel vision and like they're trying to figure it out and it was like the coolest yeah. thing, coolest thing to witness so he went through that whole thing and like after like i don't know let's just say 30 minutes sam was like dude i don't know what the hell i just did i just like tried it out and then like there you go there there is that what it sounds like and newton's like dude that shit was so sick 
Uh, I'm not gonna cuss. My bad. Um, no, you can. You're good. You're good. And like, it was so cool because like, it was like this iconic guitar thing that we were just envisioning in our head, and then it it came out, and then we tracked it. But like in production, like in engineering, like I think you track it like isolated wise, and like it will sound better and how it should after you like you know put the effects and reamp the guitars. And I don't think that we reamped it with that guitar thing, but the original tracking is in there. So I don't think people could hear it the way it was, but we did add that guitar thing. So yeah, we added a, a new thing, but yeah, it's a little confusing. We added, we added a lot more than just one thing, but that's, I think that's the one thing is we added like this whole like ending synth thing in uh, our song chemical uh, for the final, like, basically after the final chorus, it's, like, the post-chorus of the last chorus, and it's really cool. It, like, kicks in, and it's, like, this, like, really cool electrical synth stuff, and there, there's been, there's multiple things that we added from Lumberyard to Panda that, that, like, it obviously didn't change the overall sound of the song, but it just mm-hmm. added to it, and I, that, I guess that just kind of happens when you're sitting <laughs> on it for so long, like you were saying, so we just kind of... We were, I think, pretty much all of like 2020. We were still trying to work, like, get our stuff off the second EP released, and ran into a whole lot of things with COVID, where we had to keep rescheduling for music video shooting and all that stuff. And then we didn't even film our first music video for that until like beginning of 2021. So it just like, I guess it worked out for us because we had not, we didn't even have anything released from the second EP at the time. We we went from finishing one EP in the end of 2019 to recording the second EP in March, no, February of 2020, uh, February of 2020. And then COVID hit like as we were coming back from, from the studio. So it was a, a pretty crazy time to just be in a band and witness this whole insane thing happen. We're okay now though. Sort of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We ho- as good as we can be. Now, we hope. were any of these songs that you have out now, were any of them originally easy core sounding <laughs> and you had transcribed them over or were they completely new? No. So first, the f- do you want to yeah. answer or do you want me to? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm too the- passionate. I, I always hog the mic. <laughs> you're, um, you're good. No, like the whole idea of this most recent project was like, all right, we're going to this like with a goal in mind. Like I want it to sound like Taylor Swift and Coldplay. And, like, we made that very clear. Like, we're like, dude, we're, we're making, like, straight-up songs with synth. We're going to, like, scrap all the, like, crazy guitars. Like, we we were considering, like, you know, all these different styles that we can incorporate. And, like, you know, our guitar player, Newton's like, dude, like, I don't want to play too many power chords. Because open chords sound, like, more broad. And you can do a lot more with it. And, like, in pop music, they use open chords. And it still sounds similar but it's just more full and you can do a lot more with it and like our producer ace understood that as well so like you know i think i'm pretty sure for like our song believe and brave they use like open chords with the guitars and obviously there's like lead guitars like you know picking pattern styles but i think in chemical we did use some power chords but like we wanted to we, or definitely yeah we wanted to make it evident to like utilize synthesizers so the whole time like we're just working with like synths and like you know using guitars as tools to make the songs but not necessarily like let's make guitar based songs like let's just you like i'm gonna quote sam here like utilize the studio don't be limited to your instruments 
and that was like the intention like let's just embrace the whole studio the synthesizers there like you know let's do that so yeah the way because like we basically just thought about it like every pop song is pretty much vocally driven so we're like okay so how can we make these this music more vocally driven than like our previous stuff where there was a lot of guitar leads and a lot of like extra stuff that was involved in it and like simplicity is a way that you can kind of start it and then go from there so we always kind of started with a really simple idea our like middle song chemical was actually a song that i'd written years and years and years ago um, on piano about on piano about uh, an ex-girlfriend at, at the time and um the 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 funny thing or or, or uh like about chemical is in the bridge of that song in the basically the intro into the bridge there's a piano recorded backwards and that piano recorded backwards is actually taken from a recording on my phone from back at my parents house that they basically reversed backwards and it the bridge of the song which is like we're thinking very 90s boy band for that bridge um but Trevor, and that's why it's got are, you, are yeah. you saying that loop for your phone was in the recording so yeah I, you know that well, right i think we took it out <laughs> no you know it's, still, it's there. still there it's in the it's in the back it's still there it's in the back you have to hear Trevor's it about to play right now <laughs> to prove a point <laughs> we we can ask sam about it because i remember we're like nope i don't know no it, it's still there dude because it's it's in the back of it yeah we'll see i'll, I'll check it out i will we're show you back in <laughs> we're going back we're to the studio. It live on it was stream. added back in it was never taken out well, yeah. on these for another three years we're getting it back yeah. we're putting it back in <laughs> yeah long story yeah. short we wanted to make like synth music and then like okay well we still want to play some guitars so like that was like the whole ordeal mm-hmm so if you play it live, people can say it's still pop punk yeah. if they want. <laughs> like if you play it live, are you oh. adding breakdowns back in? No, no, we haven't had break. We no. haven't had breakdowns since since Reach for Neptune. Yeah, I'm... all of our. See, here's the funny thing. That? Like, I, I don't mind heavy music. I don't listen to like all heavy music, but like when it does come to heavy music, I do like hardcore, and the last time we made music that had like heavy parts was like 2017. I mean, like if you ask anyone like, Hey, what'd you do in 2017? That was such a long time ago. Right. Um, for me now, it's just kind of like, you know, making like music that's, that's like synthy and poppy. And, um, when we do it live, like we're going to have like backing tracks and mm. kind of like if you were to, I feel like if you listen, I, I might sound cocky here, but like if you were to see us live, I feel like, Maybe you, you might like artists like Taylor Swift or like, you know, churches. Yep. You guys listen to churches? churches. Yeah, yeah. Traverches, as I like to call them because they have the. <laughs> Traverches. Traverches. They're great I live. Have, I've seen them at Lala. They're great. Dude, I love them. I have a poster of churches on my wall over there. Um, but yeah, like, I feel like, you know, if anyone were to listen to Goldview, they might associate us with like churches or maybe ta- some Taylor Swift, like the synth stuff. Um, maybe Walk the Moon. You know, I'll, I'll pop stuff. So, yeah, for live, definitely no breakdowns. But if someone's, you know, a fan of, like, alternative heavy music, but they also like pop, they might get down with this. I don't know. 
I mean, you're saying in that vein, at least with your upcoming show with like every avenue, and you also mm-hmm. have Makeout on there, Unwell, which is another big band that has been yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I love Unwell actually. I'm I've very seen a lot of good things. I've heard a little them. bit of it. And I'm like, this is actually They're pretty so good. I get sick. it. And then also our friends at we Neverland. Were... Oh, your friends are. Your oh, you, friends you know them? Neverland? Yeah. We interviewed them a while ago, We've, but yeah. yeah. We've known them for for years. We did a we did a tour with them out to like Texas in 2019. But we've played we've probably shared the stage with them like 30 times. Like yeah. we we've we've known them we're, since like 2018. We're from the same area, so um. Or 2017. For like listeners, uh, we're from San Jose, so that's like the South Bay, um, and then they're from Neverland's from like Livermore, so that's like Inner East Bay. So it's like about an, 45 minutes to an hour north of us. But yeah, we're all from like the San Francisco Bay Area. So I mean, we've played like so many local shows with them, and we did that little tour in the, in the Southwest in 2019 together. So yeah, they're cool. It'll be fun to play with them again. Memorable tour. Is it? Uh, I mean, obviously, being in the Midwest, we don't have the same scene as California. Yeah. <laughs> or generally, the state—it's a giant state, obviously—and there's there's probably many different scenes that happen within all the different areas there. But um, what is it generally like in that in that area where you're at, like doing shows and like the kinds of uh, the kinds of bands that pop up and the kind of shows that pop up, like. I mean, it's um, very interesting that we know the same least, through Neverland, too. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> at least in the alternative scene, um, it's at least San Jose. San Jose is very big on hardcore, mm-hmm. um, metalcore, and pop punk. So those are like the three genres, at least in the alternative scene here. Um, so there's, we don't actually, there's not a lot of pop band or local pop <laughs> bands that we actually like know of. Yeah, it's, I don't know. Um, it's, <laughs> it's interesting with music because like, like from the Bay Area, right? Like everyone knows like big time artists like Journey. They're from San Francisco. Green Day's from the East Bay, like you know Berkeley area. So everyone knows those kind of bands. Like the story so far, they're from like Walnut Creek. But when it comes to like local music, it's kind of like a little bit more low key. So I mean, bands like our style, like I don't know, like alternative or alt pop or like pop rock, pop punk. It's a little bit more low key, but you know, I feel like this there's always like cool good music out there you, you just gotta find it but in terms of yeah. like more like smaller bands local like hardcore is pretty big like you guys know um like gulch tsunami or like scowl gulch goes so hard yeah so there's like like the it's weird like the past three four years like hardcore is just like blowing up in the bay like the 40831 scene like san jose santa cruz it's just they're dominating the hardcore scene right now like like last year sound and fury like drain headline and like Goch headlined the second night last show. Um, but it's weird because like in 2016 through like 2018, I saw all those bands like locally. Like I'm, I'm friends with some of them, and like I would just go to like those local shows. It was like free. Like I would see Drain at like this local venue called like Cafe Pergs or like Subrosa, and like no one knew them. Like no one cared other than like really dedicated loy hardcore kids, and it was just fun. Um. And then just to and see it, had- just to see it blow up, is insane. Like, but though you know, hardcore is like really big in San Jose. The the Santa Cruz Church show with with uh, Drain and and Scowl, that uh, there was like a show in Santa Cruz that was at a church, and uh, it sold out to where me and my girlfriend were trying to go to it. And uh, we couldn't make it inside. Like every, it was wrapped around the church, and Nathan and Newton actually made it inside. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like 
But <laughs> like, Dre, Dre did a secret show like last year in Santa Cruz. That's where they're from. Um, and like whoever gets there first gets in. Is you know it was free, free show. You could donate money, um, give charity to the church. Um, but yeah, um, it's crazy how it's been. I think it's crazy that in the year of like what 2022, 2023, there are still church shows for like <laughs> yeah. hardcore and alt bands. I think that's so crazy. Yeah. Like if that happened out here in Chicago land or Chicago, I'd be like, no, there's, there's something weird going on here. <laughs> I think used the, to. they used to do it. I think yeah. the last, the first and old, like last church show I ever went to was for crucial dudes back in like, Oh yeah. Crucial twenty. Cru- 14 and that was the only time that they came to the midwest i've never seen them live but i've They're never been so a big good yeah. <laughs> i love crucial I, dudes yeah my my friend ansley um he loves crucial dudes shout out ansley he's like a i mentioned ansley because like we're like he's like one of my closest friends like he he introduced me to a lot of like local music and like kind of like showed me like all these bands and like you know how to get to local shows but um, he he's like the biggest crucial dudes fans I know, fan I know. So, you know, that that's an older band. I don't know if Trevor knows him. Do you know him? I do not. I mean, I'm more of a metalcore guy than a hardcore guy. But well, crucial that's... dudes were kind of they're like, pop punk. They're, they're, they're pop, not hardcore. They were pop punk, but they like had. Oh, they're pop punk. They okay. had really intense like breakdowns. Yeah, big pits, the big okay. pits and intense breakdowns. Like when I saw them. It was actually in in the town I live in their downtown area, which I was like, why is this here? Like this would never fly ever. (laughs) But like there was Mm. no stage. I had to sign a waiver in case I got injured that they were now responsible. I had to give my parents Mm. phone number in case I got hurt. I was like, what the (laughs) hell is this? Mm -hmm. So I go in, but there's like no stage. It's just in like their rec room at the local Catholic church. (laughs) (laughs) and we're like going off and it's actually it was made in the clips on tumblr so i was there in the front so you could if you find this old tumblr clip you can see like younger me like absolutely Mm. like getting beaten up by all these like probably like (laughs) 20 plus year old men and we're just like this it was so good they're good i definitely they only have like um i think like an album and a half yeah I don't know the name of the album, but I remember like the cover was like, a little tannish brown color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot yeah. what it was called. Too. I I have it, um, but yeah. I also ordered. They did like a re-release with a bunch of um extra songs on it. Do you, uh, do you have COVID. a? I'm sorry. Do you have like vinyl? Like, do you collect records? Yeah, I have um I have like a whole record player set up. So I have like a Denon turntable with the infrared, and I have surround sounds and um like an, a vintage nice. like, EQ. So, so I have like all my records. <laughs> Got you. So do you have um the Crucial Dudes record on vinyl? Yeah. Got you. Yeah, I'll, I'll cause like I, for people that don't collect records, like when when we say like oh yeah I have that, they might cause like you know it's like the digital age, like everyone's on Spotify these days. But for me, I collect vinyl as well. So I'm always kind of curious, like you know, if someone has like that particular variant or like that album that's really rare. You know, it's just fun. Yeah. Friend of mine just started. He, he liked the other day. It was just like, so I've made the decision that I'm going to start getting into vinyl. And I just bought <laughs> I feel the like player. that's an old thing. Because like, that was like, was the like, bit, I'm like, like dude, you finally reached, like, you reached that level of like yeah. boomerism. Um, it's boomerism. It's yeah. The boomerification like, of Brian's friends in vinyl. He, he bought <laughs> the player and he bought like the sound system. And he's like, I don't know how to set it up. I'm watching all these YouTube clips. And I'm like, you know, 
you have a phone. Yeah. <laughs> you, have a- like, <laughs> you don't need the vinyl. And it it then became a conversation about whether it's like the collection of it or the listening to it and like the different experience of listening to it on vinyl where it's yeah. a bit more of like a, you're you're paying attention to it more because there's more of a manual use of actually like flipping the record over and setting it right. And so you have this like different experience of the vinyl that way. And I'm like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. And I am. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like when you're a musician, I'm like, I don't know, man, I hear like the worst sounding shit and I think it's so good. <laughs> so I don't need it to you know, be warmer. I, or... I will say though, like, have you ever listened? <laughs> have you ever put on <laughs> my chemical room very first album? I brought you my bullets. Nope. and listen to early yeah, sunsets I mean, of monroeville and cried in I surround mean, sound no, on I the haven't. floor because i will say it's pretty great <laughs> i've never listened to the like to the actual vinyl of that record but i love that record like the actual just like album. listen to it on vinyl uh, it's a life chasing <laughs> I, I don't own a record player i i i went backwards in my in my thing i used to buy ev- like everything specifically i bought it through amazon every physical like release so like i have like all i have like probably like 400 like cds like next to me um so i went that way and i would burn the cd and then put it on my phone through something called black player on on my android um and then i discovered apple music and now i haven't bought a cd in like a year with vinyl i went like vinyl obviously when people think vinyl right like they think like 70s old school but there's actually like i'm sure everyone's mentioned it at this point but like like a modern resurgence mm. so i got my first record in like 2014 it was all time low sarong it's right um and i got it from hot topic and then from like 2014 through like 2015 it was huge like every hot topic you went into they sold hello like vinyl records and this huge resurgence right and you can see it in the media mm. and then i think Vinyl kind of died down in 2016, 17. And then in 2018, it went back up and it goes through these waves. And then more so in the last, like, from my observations, like in the last year and a half, vinyl is just like huge again. Like if anything, like maybe at the peak, I could be wrong. I don't know what I'm saying. You're probably right. Uh... But like you go to, you go to Urban Outfitters, right? Mm. Like I, I go to like the local one in San Jose, like at Valley Fair Mall. And dude, like I see all these records in Urban Outfitters and I saw a grayscale record, you know, like pop punk band. And I'm like, what's this doing at Urban Outfitters? <laughs> what's this doing here? And like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I saw a State Champs record in there too. Um, I forget what the name of their last album was. But um, yeah, like, and then my niece, she's um, she just turned 15 years old. And her friend got her a record player and like an Olivia Rodrigo record. And it's like, dude, they're Hi. 15 years old with vinyl. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, this modern generation, like, it's crazy, you know? Uh, another, You reminded me, another Bay Area band, Metallica, uh, bought their own vinyl pressing plant because they sell so much vinyl. Like, oh. it's, yeah. it's and Jack, so that, massive That literally now. happened, like, the other day, and yeah. Jack White was like, yeah, welcome to the yeah, club. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> True. Wow. Yeah, but here's the thing with vinyl. Yeah. Like, so I'm kind of elitist when it comes to, like, equipment. Um, I'm aware. I hate Crossley. Because, like, they damage your records, and it's just painful. I mean, that's it's fine, because like, you don't want something you're going to buy, and then it's going to, yeah. like, mess up a lot of money that you've invested Yeah, in. so, I mean, like, I follow, like, record media pages and stuff, and, like, follow up on, you know, all that stuff. And, like, 
for a long time, I'm like, you know, don't ever buy Crossley and lower tier record players because you're just going to damage your records. So, like, get high quality stuff. Like, shout out U-Turn Orbit. Very good company. Good customer service, too. But, um, I, I understand, like, entry level. Like, if you're, like, 15 years old, like, my niece, you can't invest, like, let's just say 700 plus on, like, your setup. So, it's, like, it's fun and cool, but eventually, maybe they might want to buy better qualities i will equipment. say like my setup was probably under 500 but that's because i enlist craigslist and facebook marketplace <laughs> and people you, who you. don't know what they have because i got my denon turntable because i actually it's valued at a thousand dollars and we only paid like 200 for it because mm-hmm. the person who had it had no idea what it what it was yeah so that's also <laughs> get on facebook it's... marketplace Fa- facebook what... marketplace let's go <laughs> It's a hobby. It's an ex like vinyl. It's an expensive and like stressful hobby. Like, cause like it takes up more time. It's slower. Like, and you go through like troubleshooting. So it's and then like it, it's like very costly. Like some of my records are like way too pricey. Like I don't know why I spent this much on it. Like I'm pretty sure my most expensive records like two hundred fifty dollars. You know. Which record so is it, that then? Um, so I bought a story so far EP while you were sleeping. I think that was like 250 And then mm. I used to have Mayday Parade self-titled, which I bought for like 250 as well. And I sold it because I'm like, you know what? I think someone else can make better use of this. And like, <laughs> I'll rather buy like 10 different records for like $20 each than like one really, really pricey one. But that's the, that's part of the vinyl game. Like mm-hmm. you get into like variant collecting and it becomes like obsessive. That's too much. But it's like... Yeah, that gets yeah. a little bit too much for yeah. me. I, I, di- I think I did that with like... <laughs> one record by accident and i was like you know what i'm good i, I don't need the different yeah. colors i have it i can listen to it done we're good we're great for for me it's like all right so like 2015 i'm like i'm on this mission like i have to own every single copy of Mayday parades vinyl because this band saved my life but now i'm like no i'm good i'll just I'm i might good. not Never buy mind. I, now I, you I just might... buy like like three or four copies of Midnight. Okay, yeah. So, and, so there's that. No, so it's ironic. Like for some bands, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna stream you on Spotify. But then I'm and I check myself. I'm like, you know what? All right, I should support the artist by like a physical album. But then when it comes to Taylor Swift, I'm just like, all right, I'll, I'll make an exception. Like, I'll make an How exception. How many copies did you buy of Midnight? All right, Nathan? so with Taylor's new album, she um. If you buy four different copies, it's all marketing, right? Yeah. Um, if you buy four <laughs> yes. different albums, you put it together and in the back, you it makes a clock. For me, I'm just like, all right, I like that color. I kind of like that color. They have different alternative art. It's like, I get the marketing stuff, but at this, like as a musician, but at the same time, no, it's fun. Like it's art. It's collect. It's a collectible. Like, I don't know. Like you guys like Blink-182? Yeah. So, like, when they released Take Off Your Pants and Jacket like, in, like, 2001, there were, like, different CDs. Like, if you go to the store, you either get the Tom version, the mm, Travis yeah. version, or the Mark one. They have, like, different CDs and colors. And I was like, that's so cool. And I've always wanted to, like, get something like that. So, like, with Taylor Swift, like, more modern, she's putting out all these different variants. And, like, it's just fun. Like, I got, like, four copies of the vinyl, the Target CD, a, a cassette. <laughs> um but it's fun too. I don't know. I feel like most of the vinyl I've gotten has been when the record is being released. And it's like, 
to to support physical media and get the pre-order bonuses or whatever it is for the bands and i end up getting like the vinyl or what i just do with enter shikari because i i was like enter shikari's giving you tickets like pre-sale if you buy the if you pre-order the record i'm like awesome oh, so i'm gonna do the i'm gonna, I'm not gonna buy a cd because i don't really have a cd player and i don't need the cd but they had uh uh tapes so i was like give me a tape and then oh, i bought the ticket and then i realized i'm busy that night so now i just did oh. all this and got a tape and a ticket and now i can't go to the show anyway oh, if anybody needs no. a ticket to that enter shikari show let me know i think it's sold in out in chicago in chicago i got you we have to DJ we'll be busy in LA. but i got you what are, what are, yeah <laughs> what are your thoughts on new enter shikari by the way uh the the nice thing about enter shikari is that they keep doing pretty much the same thing forever like they're just very much the same I mean, band always, but they just like improve upon what they do. And um, their their newest stuff is insane. Real I uh, I I I love I love all the stuff that they've released off the new album is so it's sick. really good. I'm always kind of surprised so when they're putting sick. out a new record. I'm like, guys, you have so much music. You release so many records. Yeah, you're like, what the you hell? You don't need man? more. Um. Yeah. But then I like my other thought about when you do like that pre-order thing, right? And you're like like adding it to your collection, right? Uh, Lindsay in the chat was mentioning about the Fall Out Boy record coming out tomorrow and getting all the variants of that is like, and I know Lindsay's not going to think this because Lindsay's a huge Fall Out Boy fan, but like, what if the album like kind of sucks, you know? And I have is this vinyl. I hope it's good. Like, I think it's going to yeah. be great. So like, I got a. Uh, um, my first vinyl purchase, I'll put it out there for everybody, and you might not know what this record is. Oh, no. My first vinyl purchase was Guns N' Roses Chinese Democracy because there was a pre-order bonus, and I bought it from Best Buy because Best Buy, A, was open, and B, <laughs> sold music at the time. And Dude, that record awesome. fucking sucks. <laughs> like it's not, <laughs> it's not a good record. And i was like well i bought it as a vinyl because i was like well this record is like 20 years in the making like this is like yeah a crazy like piece of history and i need to own it and now i'm like mm. cool well i've got it out of my maybe i'll get into vinyl collecting and i'm like wait a minute this record is not good <laughs> no so, i feel you but it's fun though like when i was in high school right which is like let's just say it's 2012 through 2014 mm -hmm. i remember like best buy okay they still sell cds but, like, I think there was a moment where, like, Best Buy went in and out of not selling CDs. Mm -hmm. But, like, it was like, all right, we knew that the new, let's just say Yellow Card album was going to come out. Or, like, the new State Champs. um, Or, like, the new All Time Low. It was like, all right, we're either going to Hot Topic or we're going to Best Buy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you go there with, like, your friends. I remember we were driving down the street, like, two of my friends and my brother and I, to go to Best Buy to buy, like, a new album. And, like, it was so sick when you find it. Cause like sometimes you would go into the store, like hot topic. You're like, dude, do you have the new album, this band? And they're like, yes. Or like, they'll be like, no, all right, screw it. We gotta go to Best Buy. <laughs> and it's like this adventure together. You're driving around like 16, 17, super fun. And then you go get some food after. So it was, it's kind of like a journey. Like it's like a, a, an event out of buying an album just to hang out. And I think that's oh, yeah. a, a fun aspect of it. The, the days where bands had promotions through Hot Topic. <laughs> I think there's... They don't do that they're, anymore. They're trying to bring that back. Are they? Are I think a little like, bit of it, yeah. There's a little bit. It's very, like, I think they're treading the waters with it. I know they're, Hot Topic is sponsoring So What Fest in Texas, mm -hmm. though. 
So I think they're trying to get back into the mix of it, <laughs> but I think they're mm-hmm. kind of scared, obviously, because it's, it's like a trend yeah. now. It's not like really. They got to get into the butt rock side of it more because that's also what's coming up. Uh, <laughs> they, yeah, they still sell band T-shirts. I mean, there's, hot topic. Yeah. there's some there's some good butt rock there's stuff. There is some good, good butt rock, rock stuff. Listen, every time we talk on this podcast, we end up either defending Nickelback <laughs> or Taylor Swift or like someone like that, and it's like this is oh, an seriously? emo podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Right? I mean, at, I, someone at my uh, I, my radio station the other day, it was like in the control room, and they were like. All right, guys, we can either listen to Cardi B again for the umpteen time or we can listen to Nickelback. And everyone's like, fuck Nickelback. I'm like, that's a really bad choice. <laughs> Incorrect. Yeah. I'm like, Nickelback. I'm running down the hall being like, absolutely not. You put Nickelback on. Wait, do you like Nickelback? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, we understand. We understand. Like, it's Nickelback, right? We get it. Yeah. But also, I'm like, there's like kind of good songs. Like, they're not bad. Yeah. I think with most artists you just have to like dig into it you might find something you like but then there's I, also like the not my cup of tea thing yeah so i think for me the only thing that i'm not a huge fan of nickelback is a lot of those lyrics of older songs have aged oh yeah oh yeah wait do you guys follow like really bad do you guys follow canatonic Hughes on instagram <laughs> mm, no oh you should it's no. so oh good. you need to you so need to it's uh it's like some videos of bands like performing live or music videos or all that and it's like from different you know back different eras different times but basically it's all like presented without context but it's really bad so it's like What's it called? catatonic youths uh I gotta, i'm gonna write hmm. that down so i can check it it's out. so you good you have to it's it's, it's a great instagram profile i recommend it so it's always it's always taken out of context like no, every single it's, time. It's like, well, like you it's, just, it, they don't they don't say we post bad performances or we post like musicians doing bad jobs at what they're doing or bad songs. Mm. Bad. They just they just post it and then they just mm. say, and here's a video. Yeah, and like, then you watch it, is, it and everyone. you go, holy shit, this is really bad. Oh. This is like, for, awful. For example, <laughs> if you guys are aware of theory of a dead man, they go by theory now. Um, they're opening for Disturbed mm-hmm. on their upcoming summer tour. They have a song from like the 2010s called I Hate My Life. Mm-hmm. And in the second verse, they say, I hate that I can't tell when a girl's underage. Oh. And they post it. Katatang was posted mm. that. And it got so much backlash from people that YouTube took it down. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they, they put it back up unfortunately but i mean like yeah, yeah but because that came out during a time when it was like different time no one no one no one knew like i different watched it times. all the time it was on fuse different when times. i watched it yeah. and i was like oh shit like this is a banger and i'm like oh my god that's really not great <laughs> yeah so that page they just like expose a lot of they like weirdos or- they just post like it's it's like okay imagine if like your first music video was like posted on an instagram page with like mm-hmm. you know tens of thousands of viewers on it but the context is kind of like these aren't good but also yeah. like i mean i've done music videos i know my first music video is not that good i was young and i was mm. learning and it's like yeah it's fine so i don't think everybody goes into it like this is bad and we hate it i think more people yeah. go into it like this is bad and we've all been there too like everybody kind of yeah. shares mm. in that but then they also post like major artists who have like gone on stage and just had like breakdowns bad or bad performances. 
and they just kind of like post it all together it's it's uh yeah mentioned in the chat cringe humor it's like ooh, not great but we all kind of get the joke like we get like one band uh from from way back in like the the metalcore days you know like the rise scene days and all that I know like all yeah. of them. It was like a ba- like a like a more like uh, Brian's gonna uh, describe it because he probably doesn't remember their name. I don't remember. And then their Trevor's name. gonna guess. I don't remember their name. The song awesome. It was really like just overdone. Did it, how did it go, Brian? No can idea. You Couldn't it tell for you. Trevor? I can only tell you that the singer looked like Dennis from It's Always Sunny. That's all I can tell you. And it was a very like unknown band. That just had this very like outlandish video. They're wearing like wild costumes and makeup and there's lights. And the song is like, you know, massive breakdowns. And then like the synth breakdowns and the dancey parts like Attack Attack, Asking Alexandria in 2011, 2012 kind of shit. They had like really flashy costumes. Yeah. Uh, that was like Skip the Foreplay. No, I know oh Skip, the foreplay. Skip the foreplay. Oh my God, that's a throwback. also not that good. <laughs> you know what's funny? One no, of my I, friends from I high school. Skip the foreplay. One of my friends from high school was like, guys, do you remember this band? And he posted it. And I remember I saw them yeah. in fucking Joliet, Illinois. Yep. And I'm like, this is the band. <laughs> they go they still go the, like... the, the cover the cover of champagne yep. showers yes yep. and um i think it was warp tour one year they like had one of their guys dress up as a penis yep. <laughs> like he was just he was just he was just a penis on stage See, that would be the kind of thing they would post <laughs> yeah yeah i wish we could have played warp tour yeah oh, it yeah. ended that was like <laughs> one of my dreams that. like for like if, if, like an alternative band starting out right I was like, dude, like, if we could just play Warp Tour, that'd be so fun. Because I went to my first Warp Tour in 2012. And, like, for my brother Newton, he was like, that changed everything. It's so weird. Like, you listen to your favorite artists and, like, you're inspired by them. And then you do the same things and it inspires you. Like, we would grow up watching some 41 interviews. And they're like, yeah, dude, we started our band at the Warp Tour. And then my brother was like, yo, we just went to Warp Tour in 2012. Let's go do that. <laughs> and then uh, we, we just went every summer, like, you know. Like, I think summer after, like, sophomore year, high school, junior year, and then, like, every year until it ended, it was, like, such a fun, youthful event and, like, you know, so much passion. And it's just nostalgic now looking back, and I'm just like, damn, wish we could have played. You know? I mean, that's also how you guys built some, like, connections with people in the industry, too. I don't even view it like Because of war. It's funny, too. But that's fun. They're the social butterflies. That's that's they're, uh, they're very it's, good at it's that. It's interesting. It's interesting to me when people say like, "Oh, people in the industry," or like they view cities like markets. Well, I'm just like I'm talking like alternative <laughs> industry. For me, not, I'm not, just like, not, all right, that's a cool dude. Like we can we can be friends. Like we can make music together. Or we can play music together. And like, Warped is cool. There's like a commu- a punk rock community aspect of it. You know, um, you know, being humble and like your roots. I don't know. There's like two sides of Warped Tour, like the punk rock side or the metal side. Mm-hmm. And like for me, I've always been on the punk rock side of it. And like the roots are, it was supposed to be there all the way. I don't know. There's a very interesting thing that I'm glad has happened in that younger generations. Again, I'm like 100 years old, but <laughs> like in younger generations, like I remember Warped Tour as a very specific like. Dude, if you're on Warp Tour, you're the coolest thing in the world. And know, if you're right? not on Warp Tour, mm-hmm. you're not cool at all. And everybody <laughs> on Warp Tour let me know that I was shit because I wasn't on Warp Tour. Uh, like, 
I was okay. This is a very specific moment when I was sitting uh, with uh, one of my friends was friends with Bless the Fall, like way back in the day. And cool. this was with Craig Mabbitt as the singer. And this is when Escape the Fate with Ronnie Radke was on a web tour. Ah, uh-huh. And Craig Mabbitt was sitting there singing an Escape the Fate song at like the merch, like just hanging out and singing it. And then he went on to become the singer of Escape the Fate when Ronnie went to prison and became Ronnie Radke. Uh, no content. <laughs> the, the full- I have him on my wall. Like, oh, no. He writes, he writes some bomb music. <laughs> I don't love his personality, but that's okay. Listen, he I was, was at the first Alien Universe same. tour yeah, show same. in Joliet, Illinois. Look, yeah. <laughs> I I was I was in art class junior year, and mm-hmm. I did an oil pastel of him sitting in a uh, like in a lawn chair, and that's still oh, yeah. on my wall. Oh, my I guess here's so. No, no, I have to give my story about falling in reverse. So, Please. I um, it's not great or anything, but like I I I, <laughs> I, I listen to them like. It's weird, like, I'm not, I've am i never really been a metal or metalcore kid, but, like, I remember, like, my friends in high school were really into Falling in Reverse, so I'm like, all right, let's check it out, and then I bought their CD into, like, in, like, 2012, and, like, it was funny, like, I was at, I was at Warp Tour, and they were, they were, like, the last band that played, but I was hanging out with this, this Canadian pop punk band living with lions, like, taking photos, and I, we're like, eh, I don't want to go see that band. I don't know, <laughs> it's weird, it's like... I kind of got into them, and I bought the CD, but then I kind of fell out of it. But hey, they were that's there. okay. They the first album else. does does yeah. go. Like I was on, I saw the Drug and yeah. Me Is You tour like yeah. from the get go, and got then you. I had to leave early because my friend smoked too much weed and didn't eat anything, and we thought he was dying. So then we had to call an ambulance and call his parents. <laughs> oh. And then I actually uh, reconnected with that friend during COVID, and I went over to his parents' house that yeah. we used to hang out with in high school, and they're like. Weren't you the one that he was with when he almost died in the back of that music venue back in 2012? And I'm like, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't me. Um, yeah. Warp- My bad. Go no, ahead. Done. Well, go ahead. All right. <laughs> yeah, like, Warp Tour is cool because, like, you could always find so much different music. Like, a lot of people, like, they view it like pop punk, punk rock, metalcore, which is true for the most part. Like, it, it started as a punk rock festival, like, bands like No Effects, Bad Religion, Pennywise. And I love all those bands. That's why, like, when the last one, like, the 25th anniversary one happened, like, the lineup was so sick. Like, growing up, I was always like, dude, I would love to go to Warp Tour and see Bad Religion and No Effects. And then it happened, like, Lagwagon, Face to Face, like, those kind of bands. Kind of, because, like, for a moment there, like, Warp Tour became very dominated by the Metacore scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no diss on Trevor or anyone, but I'm always kind of making fun of the Metacore kids because I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> Warp Tour is punk rock. Like, I want to see bands like No Effects and Bad Religion. And then, like, you walk around, and, like, my friend, my friend's wearing, like, jeans or, like, it's hella hot, but they're wearing, like, all black clothes. And that, I'm like, that's yep. a part of it. That's a part of the I experience. Yep. I'm that like, dude, too. let's bring out, let's bring out the, the dicky shorts, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, the khaki dicky shorts. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, like, you can always find so much cool music, wherever genre you're into, on Warp Tour, like, Black Eyed Peas played, Katy Perry played. And, yeah. like, you could kind of, like, give appreciation he to did. all these different artists. And I'm like, all right, it's it's sick. Like, I might come from, like, punk rock, pop punk backgrounds. But, like, let's check out this band. Like, I was watching, um, I'm pretty sure uh, Motionless and White before the story so far. Like, for a bit. And I'm like, I could appreciate this. Because they're just out there. I love them. Trying their best, <laughs> you know. So that's all I love about Warped Tour. Like, this community where, like, all right, let's give all these different artists a shot. Yeah. You know. Um, but I'm still going to make fun of everyone. Damn, yeah. Trevor. look, 
Rise so Rise Core has uh, fallen Rise to the wayside, core. and that's that's. And that's, that's okay. okay. We don't need Rise Core yeah, anymore. Okay. There's, listen, there's like, if you listen, way better metal listen, bands. If you listen to enough serious XO Octane, you got everything you need. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's active rock in a nutshell. Active hard Wait, rock. Trust me, I, I listen active. to Octane pretty daily between that and All Nation. Wait, yeah. Rise Core? Is it like Rise Records bands? Yeah, so like, yeah Rise Core. Attack, yeah. Attack. Exactly. Uh, basically anything produced or, by Joey again. Sturgis. Anything Got like you. that that yeah. has that sort of tone to it, uh, yeah. and probably anything hey. that has a dance <laughs> breakdown in it at some yeah. point. Hey, you know, man. Though, the, funny, the funny thing is, Man Overboard yeah, and just, early November. Were on yeah, I was gonna say, like, how, you know how I knew about <laughs> how I found out about Rise Records. So, like, I listened to Man Overboard and like Transit, and they they signed to Rise. Yep. And when they first did, everyone was like, "Dude, like." Are you guys not going to be like alternative pop punk bands anymore? Are you guys going to go metal? And they're like, dude, we're still like making our music. It's just one Rise Records now. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure a Scott a Scarlet Drive was on Rise Records. They were. Yeah. I love so, Scarlet Drive. The, now currently going through a weird name yep. thing. Wait, really? Where there's two different. Yeah. Ma- yeah. So there's there's the there's the former Skylet Drive, which is just basically uh, Jagger. Um, and then there is like the the original lineup of Skylet Drive trying to be Skylet Drive again, but they can't because Jagger owns the name or claims he Are owns the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing like a straight up like legal yeah. battle. There was right a now. Lizzie. Remember and, uh, there was like that other fest we were going to go to in Vegas that got yeah. canceled. They were playing that. And I was no, pretty I excited about that. seeing yeah. them there. Are you, are you talking about the, was that the one we were uh, when yeah, we were hungry, hungry one? one? So yeah, yeah. The, the the one that <laughs> one of our friends was actually on that college radio. Oh yeah, yeah. They were uh, they were on that. Oh, when you we know were college radio. Thing. We were we were gonna go because we were gonna be there because we were there for when we were young fest and we were DJing when we were out there. So we were there for like a week. So we're like, oh, we we can just go. No, we could not just go because it got canceled. Yep. We're like, cool. We're going to be in Vegas for a week and we don't even have that other fest to go to. So, listen, we had a great time in Vegas regardless. We did. Yeah. One of the days. One of the days was canceled for when we were. Yeah, I was supposed to go to that day. (laughs) I was supposed to go to Sunday, so I lucked out. Yeah, I got tickets. We got tickets, though, because our people in our friend group and our like 13 group chat thing. We're able to get us tickets. It's okay. I saw I saw some of my friends get married at a chapel that day. Anyway, so oh really? Out. Yeah, that's sick. Full Vegas In experience. <laughs> that's how you do yeah. it. That's how you do it. Um, so we're we're at an hour for the recording. Uh, I want to keep chatting a little bit. We can we can hang out on Twitch a little bit. Do a little post episode chat with everybody over on the Twitch end of it. Um, but before we do that, before we end the recording, uh, I want to make sure you have a chance to to toss out all your plugs. Uh, we can make sure people are buying tickets to that that show on the 22nd of April so they can see you. They got to come early and see you and our friends in Neverland. So let's make sure we we promote that to everybody out there listening. But uh, where else can everybody find you. you on the Internet, uh, listen to the music, all that stuff? Um, So that show, just to reiterate, it's in Cupertino at the X Bar on Saturday, April 22nd. Um, You can find tickets. I'm pretty sure, like, the links on... Uh, if you go okay, so the production company is called Pinup Pre- Presents. So you can look at Pinup Presents Instagram or like I'm pretty sure every avenue account or like Makeout. Honestly, you could probably just show up at the door, line up, <laughs> probably get in. Old school. Old school. That's how I would do it. Um, it's actually gonna be really fun because the venue there is next to a bowling alley, 
So um, it's the Homestead Ball and X Bar, and a lot of people know about it now because like there's been a lot of shows there. So it's gonna be an exciting thing. But uh, yeah, we're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, we have uh, at Goldview CA. We have three music videos released for the new EP as well. So all of those are on YouTube. Uh, if you find it underneath our Goldview YouTube page, it's just Goldview. Uh, Goldview Official, I think. Um, but you can just find it on there and all of our all of our music videos along with the three. Put a lot of time and effort. Music videos. Newest one, Brave. That one just dropped like last week. Yeah. Chapters of an Open Heart. But were there yeah. any other questions that you wanted to ask that we didn't get to? Uh, no, I mean, we'll get to those on the Twitch. So we'll we'll leave yeah, this as like the end of the recording. We'll Let people good. know they're missing out if they're Ooh. not over on Twitch. So we can hang out over there. We can answer more. And all right. Um, make sure if you're in if you're in that area of, of California, you know, where it rains normally, the Bay Area, get to the yeah. show, get to the fucking gig. Get, don't miss out. Get to the gig. Don't be a coward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you uh, when you go check out, uh, uh, you know, when you're listening to this podcast, you'll be able to go and check out Goldview on the same platform. Just search for them. Look at the videos. Like, comment, subscribe, follow for more. All that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go over to Twitch and hang out over there. But uh, for everybody listening, uh, thank you for checking this out, and thanks to Goldview for being on the pod tonight. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. I'm sure you already rated us five stars. I don't have to ask you again. I'm just going to mention that. Yeah, know? we went through a whole thing. We gave you so much time so earlier. Much time. And then, like, you listened to the you listened to the whole podcast, too. And never yeah. once did you say, damn, damn. These, these guys, these guys vibe. Damn. Let me give them five stars. That's a good thing I already gave them them five stars, you know? I don't have to do it now because I already did it, right? You wouldn't lie. You wouldn't be a liar now, would you? That was very Markiplier of me to do. <laughs> like, okay. Incredibly Markiplier. Uh, we Is will. Relevant. Markiplier, one yeah. of the largest YouTubers on the planet. One of the okay. Fuck off. <laughs> Swear to God, you're a troll. You're either a troll or an idiot. Either one, I don't like. We will be back next week with another episode. Make sure you're subscribed on your podcasting app and on your YouTube. You can uh, you can you can subscribe to us there and get you know the video version of this. And if you want to join us for the actual recording of it every Thursday night on EmoSocialClub.tv over on our Twitch channel, you can join, chat with us, let us know. Put your hot takes in there. Drop hot, in real drop and takes. Taking names, dropping takes. Oh, no. Uh, but from all of us here at the Emo Social Club Podcast, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Goodbye. And you have to have the music in there. I know. Yeah, it's okay. In our heads, it does. And in our hearts. Recording now. Here we go. Put down there's music. <laughs>